Boom! Running Back Nation, what is good? What is up, my people, on this beautiful Wednesday? It's nice outside here, man. It's like a nice 68, cool breeze blowing, all that. But I came back inside to hang out with you guys for a little while, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Bubba45, Dynamitrix, Giacomo, Firas, John Dolly. I don't know if I said that right. Shout out to you. Thanks for being here, my guy. Superhero18, Nick21. Hey, thanks for being a member of the channel. Agent Zero, Jake, No Frauds, No Fanboys, Tim Starr, Jordan Thomas. Shout out to everybody in here. We're going to have fun for a little while, maybe about an hour. I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Not just some crazy person uh, saying that the Sixers should trade Tyrese Maxey for LeBron James, but uh, a couple other things, man. Sixers are have... A European prospect they have stashed overseas that quite possibly is uh, is coming over this year. They've worked out another undrafted player who is a, a three-point shooter. Um, and I'm going to talk about some other things also. So thanks for being here. Everybody, hit the like button. Close out the chat right now. Hit the like button. YouTubers, content creators, podcasters, we give you this content for free. All that we ask is that you hit the like button. And this episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. Go to factormeals.com slash runningback50 to get 50% off your first box. If you're trying to get your diet together and you don't have time to plan it out and things like that, you know, let them do the work, man. All right, listen, what else I got to say? Uh, hit the like and uh yeah five takes in the chat oh subscribe to the channel a lot of people that watch these are not subscribed to the channel that is fraudulent behavior and this is the no fraud zone five takes in the chat number 21 why isn't that on the screen bro hold up hold up where's my chat overlay hold up did i not put it in there hold up Boom, boom. There it is. There it is. I got you on the screen. Number 21. I would trade Maxi for LeBron. No, I would trade Tobias for LeBron. Yes. What? Bro. What are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? The hell in your what the hell makes you think anybody would trade to LeBron James for Tobias Harris, bro? I would trade Tobias for LeBron. Yeah, I would trade my Jeep Renegade for a Ferrari. You know, the guy that owns a Ferrari has to want to do that, bro. Uh, I wouldn't trade Maxi for any player. Bubba45 says, I wouldn't trade Maxi for any player. Any player in the NBA. Any player in the NBA. Bubba, any player in the NBA. There's not a single player. You would trade Tyrese Maxey for. Listen, I would be torn. I probably wouldn't trade him for most players in the NBA. Um, there's probably only one player I would consider. And uh, 
it would be crazy. It, it would be, it would be difficult to do, but I would be forced to do it, and that would be Damian Lillard right now. Uh, but that's not possible anyway. Let's get a couple more takes in the chat. Tim Starr, I'm not trading Maxi. He's already a 20 point per game player. Kobe only averaged 19 in year three. Let the kid grow. Steph Curry averaged 14 points per game in his third year. Uh, James Harden averaged 18, 16, something off the bench in his third year. Um, yeah, let the kid grow, man. People are too quick to hold somebody to a certain standard, you know. I like to use the the uh, example of Lonzo Ball and the Lakers. Do you remember when the Lakers drafted Lonzo Ball and Magic Johnson said, Lonzo is going to turn the Lakers franchise around and they traded him two years later. That's when he was healthy. Just that, you, they, they, you know, a 19-year-old kid isn't going to turn your franchise around. LeBron James is one in a million. Nobody, nobody since who, who came into the league at 18 years old and turned a franchise around day one. You know what I mean? Even at 22, it's very... It's very rare. Luka Doncic, that's a good example, actually, of a player that came into the league at a young age. But he was a professional in Europe for, you know, since he was 16 years old. Luka Doncic, you would trade Maxi for Luka Doncic. You would trade Maxi for Luka. Luka's great, but, you know, the more the Dallas Mavericks fail, the more I start to say, is he great or is it or are the numbers just nice, you know? A lot of 30, a lot of 40 point triple doubles. It has it equaled wins. You know what I mean? Then they get Kyrie and they don't even make the playoffs. Um Luca and SGA. Oh, SGA is a nice one. SGA is a nice name to throw out there. My dude Nick. Um Maxi for Jalen Green, easy chip. What? Easy chip? What has Jalen Green done to make you think he's going to lead a team to an NBA championship? What? Uh, all right. Gabe Vincent. Okay. That's enough of the chat for today. <laughs> Holy hell. Um... Let's get started. Listen, everybody hit the like button. 124 in here. Thanks for being here. Let's get started. So a Philadelphia sports radio personality, uh, our friend Joe Giglio. Joe Giglio, our, our good friend who, you know, I posted the video of him playing basketball at a charity event. We all had a, we all had a nice laugh. Um, Joe Giglio with the with with the quotes here. Let me my head's cropped out. Hold on a second. Oh, I can't fix that. Okay. Well, anyway, Joe Giglio said this on the radio. And yes, the radio is dying. The radio needs clicks and content. The radio needs attention, and I'm here. I'm here to give the radio attention. Or I just need something to talk about in the offseason. He said this, I would trade Tyrese Maxey right now for LeBron. I think the Sixers are dead anyway. I think we're watching a team that has no chance to win a championship. And LeBron and Embiid, you push Embiid down to not as important role. 
they can win a championship. Okay. Okay. This makes very, very little sense. First of all, just uttering the words, I would trade Tyrese Maxey for LeBron James right now, sounds like, you know, most of the things random 12-year-olds say on Twitter or something that your friend who is more into, like, anime and Pokemon than he is sports says when he randomly wants to jump in the conversation. Why don't we, why don't we trade Tyrese Maxey for LeBron James? Why don't we just do that? That'll, that'll fix uh, a lot of things. Um, so it sounds crazy right off the top. And I know LeBron almost came here in free agency five years ago. Uh, I was going to play the podcast clip of him saying this, but I really don't think that that's even really necessary. Uh, LeBron almost came here in free agency five years ago. That was when Ben Simmons was still here. I don't think LeBron and Ben Simmons would have worked out because Ben won't shoot the ball. Um, LeBron might have been able to get more out of Joel Embiid in that time frame than we got out of him as a franchise. But, you know, it is what it is. So LeBron... After this season, gets it gets swept into what Western Conference Finals um, or Western Conference Semifinals? I forget, but either way, he took the Lakers. You know, from they weren't even in playoff contention a couple games before the playoffs to to uh, that far into the playoffs. So you got to commend him on that. And I'm pretty sure he ended the season on a 40 point triple double, almost a 40 point triple double in a playoff game. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they got swept. And he says. I don't know what my future is. He basically says that he might retire, you know, after that. So then things start to come out uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Kyrie Irving is recruiting LeBron James to Dallas. And then like, we're like, okay, well, uh, the Dallas Mavericks or the, the, the Lakers would still have to be interested in that happening. You know, you can't just, hey, you know, um, come down here right uh unless lebron's a he's not a free agent he's under contract right lebron james contract uh lebron james is still signed for next season he's signed uh yeah he's he's on the books for 47 million next season and he has a player option the season after that where he would have to opt in or opt out. So he's not a free agent. He's still it's a it's a it's a he still has two years on the contract. So the Lakers would have to be interested in the offer. I don't know what the Dallas Mavericks would have uh that would make the Lakers interested in that trade, but LeBron James, Luka Doncic, and Kyrie Irving wouldn't win anything anyway, I don't think. But then, then, you know, that's where you're at. And then teams, people start saying, well, we should trade for LeBron because they think he's available for trade. Um, so that's why people are saying these types of things, okay? Then uh, he says, Joe Giglio, by the way, who, you know, we don't know what he's trying to do here. Is he just searching for clicks? Is he just trying to make us talk about him? He says, I think the Sixers are dead anyway. <laughs> I think he has a point there. I do think he has a point there. The Sixers in the process might be dead in the water no matter what you do. Uh, but that counter induces his point that he's trying to make. Because if the Sixers are dead anyway, you don't trade away your only future asset, dummy. 
If you really, oh, Sixers are dead anyway, so why don't you just trade away the entire future? Yeah, that makes a whole lot of damn sense, Joe. If the Sixers are dead anyway, then you make a couple of small moves, see if you can still win with Embiid, and then you move on eventually after the next couple of years, and you got Tyrese Maxey entering his prime. You don't give up Tyrese Maxey because the Sixers are dead anyway. I think we're watching a team that has no chance to win a championship. I I might agree with you there also. Uh, LeBron and Embiid. You push Embiid down to not as important of a role. So that what? 39-year-old LeBron James can be your, your leader? Look, LeBron, Anthony Davis, all those boys. And they had a good supporting cast, man. Austin Reeves. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt was playing good. Uh, 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 Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they had a good supporting cast. And they got swept. So you really think 39-year-old LeBron and Joel Embiid would win a championship? They can win a championship. Okay, yeah, the answer to that is no. <laughs> the answer to this is no. I am not giving up my future asset in Tyrese Maxey to try to win a championship with 39-year-old LeBron James, and Joel Embiid. And I think, you know, what we're witnessing here is radio personality who doesn't really watch basketball that much and just wants to have an outlandish take so that it gets a bunch of clicks on the internet. Uh, but, you know, there's a balance to clickbaiting on the internet. You know, you can say ridiculous things to try to get a bunch of attention, and I know the motto, all attention is good attention or whatever they say. That's not quite the case if you don't have anybody that agrees with you. I think the goal with, with successful clickbaiting is having an opinion that you know a lot of people agree with, but you know a lot of people disagree with, right? That draws up your core fan base and gets attention however, however you do it on Twitter. But if you're saying things that nobody agrees with, then what's that really doing for your brand? You know what I mean? So I think Joe Giglio is not only uh, holding on to something that is dying, which is radio. My seven-year-old son does not know what a radio is. You know what I mean? I was sitting outside of a radio station, uh, his youth club in the summer is next to a Harrisburg radio station, and I was looking at all these towers and bit what... What is this, bro? People are making podcasts on their iPhones. Why are people still sitting in a giant building with a 50-foot antenna? There's no such thing as radio anymore. It's done. It's over. Stop it. So, you know, I think they're... I think radio is falling off a cliff and they're they're grabbing for the ledge. That's That's what these kind of takes are. They're grabbing for the ledge. Or they're bailing. You know, Mike Missanelli's podcast is on YouTube now. Half of the damn NBC Sports Philly guys are on Jacob Media on YouTube. It's everybody's going to the new direction. So really, I think the guys that are left on the radio. Are hanging on from dear life. Anyway, there's there's an interesting response to this, and it's Chris Wild, who's. <laughs> just funny as an ex-WWE uh, wrestler and he says sports radio is almost dead why are these shows so bad 
I grew up listening to something I grew up listening to is so hard to listen to now. And Chris, that's because radio is dead. Okay. It's not coming up anytime soon. Podcasts and YouTube are the future. Everybody knows that. TV, radio is the past. The new generation does not watch live TV. They don't listen to live radio. They get clips on TikTok and Instagram, and they watch YouTube channels, and they listen to podcasts. That's what's happening. But yeah, there's you know Joe Giglio's take on uh on uh <laughs> he would trade Tyrese Maxey for LeBron James, and my answer is that I would not do that. I wouldn't do that. I, I don't care if he is available. I don't care if the Lakers want to trade him right now. I'm not giving up Tyrese Maxey for 39-year-old LeBron James. It ain't happening. Uh, superhero, I think we should still keep radio for whenever we're invaded by aliens. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Superhero for that one. Uh, people listen to radio in their cars, DJ Eastwood. No, they do not. <laughs> no, they don't, man. And when I say people don't listen to radio, I'm talking about the majority, man. Yeah, there's still your 69-year-old uncle that turns on his favorite radio station by the knob. I'm talking about the future, bro. Radio is dead. Stop it. Uh... <laughs> You know what I mean? They don't watch actual games either? I don't think so either, Tim. Tim, I don't think so either. Uh, I want to get into a couple things here uh, before I jump up out of here. And it's uh, it's the, the, the Sixers prospect overseas who we think is going to come over this season. And I think he's a better option for you than George Niang. Tobias Harris, and a couple other players. Um, before we do that, this episode of Run It Back Philly is brought to you by Factor Meals. Factor Meals is a food delivery service that delivers to you freshly prepared meals for as little as $11 a day. You pick the ingredients, you choose the meal, a chef prepares it, and deliver, and they deliver it to your doorstep. And it's fresh never frozen somebody yesterday said yeah yeah factory produced no it's fresh it's freshly made never frozen delivered to your door so if you're if you're running around like me you don't have time to think about things you don't have time to plan your diet you're trying to get a little bit healthier you're trying to get you're trying to eat a little bit better go to factormeals.com slash run it back 50 to get 50 percent off your first order they deliver it to your door you pop it in the oven or you pop it in the microwave and you are good to go. I'm, it's just it's just a no brainer if you're really trying to get get onto a, a healthier diet, a cleaner diet. Uh, there's keto options, there's calorie smart options, there's vegan and veggie, there's protein plus if you want to build some muscle and get jacked up like your boy DJ Eastwood is. You know what I mean? FactorMeals.com/slash Run It Back fifty fifty percent off your first box. Trying to get you on the health kick, Run It Back Nation. And, you know, support me by supporting the sponsors. Factormeals.com slash runningback50. 50% off your first box. Factor Meals, that's where we're at. Now, check it out. There is a player, 
And you might have forgotten. You might have forgotten. You might have forgotten about him. The Sixers drafted him a couple years ago, or they drafted they drafted for the rights to him a couple of years ago. And he has size. He has shooting ability. He can rebound. And we watched him in the summer league last year or two years ago. Blocking shots into the fifth row. And his name, ladies and gentlemen, is Philippe Petrosev. All right. And Philip Petrosev is quite possibly coming over to the United States this season. And here's a quote from his agent. Let me zoom in here. Quote from Philippe Petrosev's agent. And I'm going to show you a couple plays from Philippe Petrosev if you haven't, if, if, if there's people out there that don't know exactly anything about him. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. I see in the chat you're saying who? Philip Petrosev. Now just listen to me and learn something. Class is in session. If he doesn't sign in the NBA until August, then I'll listen to Cervena, whatever that says, uh, first because he really likes the environment there. In fact, I will not consider European options. All right, so U.S., if he doesn't sign in the NBA until August, then he'll listen to this country, whatever that is, or team, or whatever that is. But uh, I will not consider European options. I think that Philippe will be in the NBA next season. If not, then, of course, he will be in... Cervena Svedsta, uh, Raznatovic shared. Of course, many may not like this, but this is the reality. So he has a lot of, he has a lot of, uh, you know, attention overseas. There's some European teams that want him. There's some, some uh, other teams like like Cervena Svedsta, uh, but he may be coming to the United States. And the Philadelphia 76ers have the rights to Philippe Petrosev. Okay, now look, Philip Petrosev, here you go. Where are we at? Hold on. Philip Petrosev fights through contact and gets hyped. Okay, here's a play you need to see. And you tell me. You tell me in the chat. You tell me in the comments. Look at him. He's right there on the block. You tell me. Let's see him fight through contact right here and finish. Let's go, Philippe. Bang! Banging the flex on him. Flex on him. And the flex on him. Look at him. I like that. And yes, this is an NBA competition, but what did he do? He took the ball, he looked at the rim, and he said, I'm putting the ball in the damn hoop, and nobody's stopping me. Tobias Harris at the four would have caught that ball right there and not would have put it in the hoop. P.J. Tucker at the four. Good God. Stands no chance every time he catches the ball under there. Every time I was watching a Sixers game, I, I was like, why are we passing the ball to P.J. Tucker under the rim? So, you know, the best option for Embiid, <laughs> Philippe needs to teach Embiid how to dunk, I know, right? The best option for Embiid is a stretch four. And Philippe's got the size. Obviously, he has the just tenacity to catch a ball down there and say, I'm, I'm dunking this damn thing through the hoop and nobody's stopping me. He can also shoot. You know what I mean? Let's get let's get this a little uh let's get this uh let's get this up here so we can really, you know, see what's going on here. Uh 
sorry, behind the scenes, Eastwood behind the scenes stuff here. Try to get some full screen plays for you from Philippe Petrosev. Now I lost it here. Um, and, you know, we can really decide what we really think of this guy. Okay, let's get this right around, right around here. All right, there we go. There we go. What's this tweet say here? Philippe Petrosev's show, uh, big man is the MVP of the ABA League, uh, whatever that is, somewhere somewhere overseas, ABA Admiral, I don't know, it's somewhere overseas, but he, he was the MVP, so, you know, let, let's check it out, we got 30 seconds of highlights here, Philippe Petrosev, alright, well, that was, that was a nice dime, but I don't know if that's a highlight, there's the jumper, there's the three-point shot, look at my guy, how tall is he, how tall is Philippe Petrosev, man, how tall... How tall is Philippe Petrosev? Siri has no idea what I just said. Buddy, what is he? Seven feet tall, 6'11", something like that? Anyway, nice form on the jumper because, you know, he's European, bro. They learn that over there. Look at the jumper. Bang. Philippe Petrosev. I think Nick Nurse could use this dude, man. He's tall, bro. He's got to be seven feet. He's got to be seven feet, man. Can you play a seven-footer at power forward? I don't know. Let's look at the block. Ooh! So one thing that I noticed watching him play in the summer league last year, the year before that, was his ball-tracking ability. He does a good job of, of getting to the ball without fouling. Look, nice elevation on the jump. Hand on top of the ball. Doesn't foul. Two blocks in a row? Get that junk out of here. Yeah, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, man, the Sixers got a sleeper on their hands right here, man. And here's a, a, a in the summer league, July 22. So this was last year in the summer league. Uh, three blocks in a row for Philippe Petrosev. Check him out right here. Three blocks in a row. Watch this. Watch this. Uh-uh. Get that junk out of here, son. <laughs> what? Yo, great body control right there. Stays straight up. Stays straight up on the drive. Look at him. Hands up. Look at the... That's beautiful right there. That's a beautiful block right there. Moves his feet defensively way better than you'd think. Superhero says accurate right there. Uh, three blocks in a row here. Let's watch the other two blocks. Let's watch this one. Uh, from behind. Oh, get that junk out of here. He was a little bit... Uh, that was an easy one. That was an easy one, but uh, it's still three blocks in a row. I agree. Let's watch this one. Weak side. Oh, help side. Oh, get that out of here. Look at that anticipation, man. He knew after the pump fake that uh, my dude was going to go up with the reverse. Look, he could have went straight up there. Look at the patience. Look at the patience sitting there waiting for him. What you going to do? I'm not going to over-pursue. I'm not going to jump and foul. I'm going to wait to see what you do. Doesn't bite on the pump fake. Get that junk out of here. That's good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And that's what I'm saying. I really think uh, Philippe Petrosev is a sleeper. And the Sixers have him sitting overseas. Sixers have him chilling, hanging out. And they could really use a stretch four. I can't believe... Uh, you know, 
kind of what I watched this past season at the small forward and power forward position. And the more I see, you know, prospects like this, the, the, the more like what I was screaming about makes sense. I was saying things like, bro, I could find a stretch four that can play power forward, that can rebound, block shots, and shoot the ball for much less than we're paying P.J. Tucker, who can't block shots, rebound, or, or refuse to shoot the ball for whatever reason. Tobias Harris at $40 million a year is just insane. But playing both of those guys together when I was watching the landscape of the NBA and I was watching other NBA teams take advantage of athleticism at the power forward position or size or stretch five, stretch four, Brooke Lopez type of player. Like, can we compare him to a Brooke Lopez? Can we give Joel Embiid his Brooke Lopez? You know what I mean? And yeah, I think I think Nick Nurse can really get a lot out of a player like Philippe Petrosev. Um, so... You know, I hope uh, hope the Sixers have a chance. He's going to play in the summer league for the Sixers this this July again. So we'll get to watch him in the summer league. And who knows, man? Uh, he might come to the NBA. He might go to whatever that team is that I said that I can't remember because it's not in English. But, you know, I'm a fan of Petra 7. I remember, I remember seeing him in the summer league and saying, like, who the hell is that gigantic white guy blocking shots out of bounds? We need him. So, you know, hopefully that happens. Hopefully that happens. Um, won't happen, but he's not a real center. Wait, I think we should move Joel to the four? Oh, man. Oh, man, we're getting desperate with the takes now, aren't we? We are getting desperate for the takes now. You're right, though. It won't happen. And it shouldn't happen. Joel Embiid's a giant. He's not moving to the four. Um, last thing before I run up out of here. Thank you all for hanging out with me. Uh, just wanted to laugh at Joe Giglio. I think Philip Petrosev is a sleeper. Some other things I was going to go over, but I'm going to save it until tomorrow. I think I uh, have some plays of I have some uh, some breakdowns of Nick Nurse's you know offense and how creative it is, and I want to compare it to how uncreative Doc Rivers offense was uh it's it's such an easy comparison I really want you guys to see the difference and you know it'll it'll get you excited for for what's to come but um just before I get up out of here I want to have this conversation with you okay uh where's my where's my screen at here we go Damian Lillard so finally Finally, Damian Lillard is starting to have the conversation. Damian Lillard is finally starting to speak about possibly leaving the Portland Trailblazers. Um, it's been a long time coming. He's stayed loyal to a franchise for a long time. He's refused to you know, been to the pressure of, of the NBA media and NBA fans wanting him to ask for a trade. Uh, but I think last year was the final straw for him because Portland said, hey, listen, we're putting together a winning team for Damian Lillard, and their their solution was Jeremy Grant. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I think that was the final straw for him, and he's finally starting to come out and say it. Listen, if I can't win in Portland, I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, 
So he said yesterday on this podcast, Showtime Sports, I want to have an opportunity to win in Portland. We got an opportunity, asset-wise, to build a team that can compete. Asset-wise, notice he said that. He's saying, we don't have a team that can compete right now. I know that for a fact. He's talking about the number three pick in the draft. We have an opportunity, asset-wise, to build a team that can compete. Uh, If they trade the three pick and maybe some other future picks and maybe Anthony Simons and someone else, maybe you can get another star to play with Lillard in Portland. That's what he wants. Uh, but he's you're basically going to find out in a couple of days when the NBA draft happens whether or not Damian Lillard stays in Portland or not. Because if they don't trade the pick, he's not staying in Portland. If, if they don't trade the number three pick, Damian Lillard is out of Portland. He says if we can't do that, then it's a separate conversation we would have to have. Um, and so, of course, Sixers fans, as soon as, as soon as Dame officially asks for a trade if Portland doesn't trade the three pick and he wants out, Sixers fans are going to go nuts. And they're going to say we need to trade Tyrese Maxey for Damian Lillard. And I think quite obviously, you know, if you can get rid of Tobias Harris's contract and you can bring Damian Lillard in and you can run James Harden, Damian Lillard, and Joel Embiid and try to fill in the blanks, that team definitely has a chance to win an NBA championship. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, though, because I don't think the Sixers have enough, no matter what they try, to to make a trade happen for Damian Lillard. Tyrese Maxey sh- is not enough to get Damian Lillard out of Portland. The Sixers, it would, it would still, it would take more than a couple young players, and it would take a lot of future first-round draft picks. The Sixers do not have any future first-round draft picks. They have a 2029 first-round draft pick. Uh, you know, that they that they can trade. They can't trade any draft picks before then. There's just going to be way too many big, much bigger offers for Damian Lillard than Tyrese Maxey in a 2029 or whatever the Sixers could put together. So it wouldn't happen anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that because I don't want to trade Tyrese Maxey. I'm excited to see what he becomes in his NBA career. Uh, but if it was possible, I probably would do it. It would hurt me inside, but I probably would do it because you'd finally have a team that you felt like could win something right now. And I don't think Tyrese Maxey's and Joel Embiid's timelines match up. I'm going to continue to say that. But it's not possible anyway. So Sixers fans, get it out of your head. The Sixers are not trading for Damian Lillard. Uh, I do know where Damian Lillard is going to end up, though. And I'm going to say it on here, and it's going to happen. All right. Damian Lillard says Miami is obviously his first choice over Boston, New York, Brooklyn in a hypothetical trade. And he said, Bam is my dog. Okay. And the top reply here is, oh, it's your boy DJ Eastwood. Does he think teams are going to trade for him without like trading any players? (laughs) Dame knows better than anybody. You can't just be like, yeah, I want to go to Miami so I can play with Jimmy and Bam. Like what? What's Portland going to say? Yeah, sure, we'll take uh, Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent. No, you would obviously have to trade Bam Adebayo for Portland to be interested in that trade. And he and he said about Brooklyn, he said, uh, Mikel Bridges is my dog. And I'm saying, you would obviously have to trade Mikel Bridges <laughs> if you want to land Damian Lillard. So these things aren't really possible as far as these players that he wants to play with. 
that's the th that's what gets even more complicated with a player of this caliber wanting to be traded because the team that's trading for him is going to have to give up all of their young good players to bring you in so a team that looks like they have a good roster and oh I would like to join that team well you're not a free agent because you keep re-signing with the Portland Trailblazers So now a team has to trade for you. So the, the roster looks appetizing now, but they have to give up those players to get you. So you screwed yourself again. Congratulations, Damian Lillard. You played yourself again. But I do know the team that is going to, to land Damian Lillard. And it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And it's the Oklahoma City Thunder for a couple of reasons. But the main reason is, my God, look at their future first round draft picks. In 2023, they have 12, 35, and 37. In 2024, they have four first-round picks in 2024. In 2025, they have four first-round picks. Clippers swap rights, Heat lottery protected, 76ers top six protected, Jazz top 10 protected. Dude, the Sixers have to hope that this 2025 pick lands, lands in the top. Uh, six, by the way. Uh, they have the Jazz top 10 protected. 2026, they have six. Six first-round draft picks. Rockets top four protected. Clippers, Thunder, 76ers top four unless already settled. Jazz top 10. Heat unless already settled. Either way, they have a ridiculous amount of draft picks. You can't trade multiple firsts in the same season. You can't trade back-to-back first-round picks, but they could give up. They could give up 12 they could give up uh, a pick in 2025. They could give up uh, 76ers pick in 2027 or Thunder unprotected in 2027. They could do a lot of things with the draft picks. And here's the players that it would take for the Oklahoma City Thunder to land Damian Lillard. And Yeah, I put it in the real GM trade machine. And boom, congratulations on a successful trade. SGA... Chet Holmgren, and Pokachevsky. And the reason I'm saying this is because if I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder and I'm looking at the roster and I'm trading for Damian Lillard, I'm trading SGA over Josh Giddy, And that's not because Josh Giddy's better than SGA. That's just because I think SGA needs a ball in his hands, ball-dominant player, and you'd be bringing in another ball-dominant player, I would look at it like I think Damian Lillard and SGA are kind of redundant. SGA is maybe on his way to being as good as or better than Damian Lillard. Um, do you even trade SGA for Damian Lillard, bro? Wow, I'm having second thoughts here. Look at that. SGA at 24 years old averaged 31.4 points per game. Dame averaged 32.2. I think Dame is a better three-point shooter. Dame is, you know, has proven that he's clutch in big, big, big time games. That's why they call it Dame time. But if OKC wants to pull it off and wants to make an offer that's better than anybody else, they give up SGA, couple of players, couple of unproven players, uh, and some very lucrative first-round draft picks, and they win this Damian Lillard sweepstakes, and they pair Damian Lillard with Josh Giddy and those boys. Um, still think they need 
They need something in the middle, you know, to really solidify that roster and make it a championship level roster. But if, if OKC wanted to go all in, this would be one of the moves they made. They definitely have the assets to build a championship level roster. And I think move number one for OKC could be landing Damian Lillard. That's my prediction on the Damian Lillard thing. And when I turn out to be right about it, you'll know. You'll know that you should always listen to DJ Eastwood. Why would OKC do that? Because Dame takes you to the next level, bro. What do you mean, why would they do that? What do you mean, why would they do that, bro? That's exactly why they do it. I'm telling you, you think it sounds crazy. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot to get Damian Lillard. Dame is good, but he ain't that good. Come on, man. It's going to take a lot. I'm telling you. You're disagreeing now. You're disagreeing now. You'll see when it happens. You'll see when it happens. Bro, they didn't even make it out of the play-in tournament. These are prospects. Yeah, SGA is a good, a great player. SGA was almost on MVP list. He was on some MVP list. You'll see when it happens, bro. You see what happens. Watch it. Watch it happen. Watch it. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. You're going to come right back here and say, DJ Eastwood, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were right. You were right. I don't think SGA and Dame can, can work together. But I think OKC is going to have the best offer. You'll see when it happens, bro. You got to stop doubting me, man. You got to stop doubting me, bro. <laughs> That's all I got for today. I'm out of here. Hit the like button. Even if you disagree with my Dame trade, because it's happening. Peace.